Michaela, do I have any bald spots? Thanks, girl. <laughs> her full-time job is looking for <laughs> wait, your wait, bald wait. spots on Never your hair. forget the one episode where we recorded like two episodes that day. And when I was looking back at the footage to try to get screenshots, I had a fat bald spot on the oh side my of my head the entire time. And that's all I could stare at. Oh, my God. Only people with like thin hair <laughs> will Oof. understand. Yeah. Well, actually, my hair is fine. <laughs> Fine. I've been told it's fine, <laughs> not thin. Fine. Correction. Um. Anyway, so I have the best fact for you today. Ash. Oh, lovely. Let's go. Do you know how much the heart of a blue whale weighs? It's nuts. How much do you think it weighs? Oh, I don't even know. Because blue whales are the biggest, aren't Huge. they? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. So a human heart weighs ten ounces. Right. Okay. An elephant heart weighs about 30 pounds. A blue whale's heart weighs 400 pounds. Oh my God. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? But aren't they like... Oh yeah, they're massive. They're like 40,000 pounds. Okay. So it's, it's, they're massive. But like the thought, it says it's like five feet long. So it's basically like... It's as big as me. (laughs) Yeah. But like 400 pounds. Isn't that actually insane? Oof. Imagine it beating it, it could probably like slap you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. That lady over there is Taryn. And we are, because you're a lady. You know what's funny is lady sounds either like that lady, like you're like old woman, Uh or like she's such a lady. And I've never called a lady in that way. I also feel like a lot of people that I refer to like ladies, I think of like Karens. I'll be like, this lady. This lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. But I know you meant it in a loving, of course, of course, way. obviously, darling, uh, <laughs> <laughs> darling. Uh, I'm in a great mood right now. Uh, I'm in a good mood. I, uh, yeah, I have a 16 ounce cold brew that I'm halfway through. Did they make it right? They made it right. Okay, because yeah. last time, well, last time I didn't get a cold brew. You don't have to try oh. that hard with a cold brew. You just pour it. Oh. You literally just oh. pour it. <laughs> uh, with the other one, she, she messed up. She messed she, up. She's not good at her job. She messed up. You know what's funny? Um, so yesterday, me and Ashley played worship at our church, mm-hmm. and so we were down in like the area where you used to live, an area where I kind of like moved back near there, um, and we like we were like hanging out with my family. It, it felt very like nostalgic of like back in the day. It was you know? a very. It felt very. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna repeat what you said. Nostalgic. <laughs> Well, because, like, you had, like, a car. So you, like, ran to get your car done. You went to the store. So probably for you, it was like, oh, I'm, like, doing errands here. Yeah, it like, was weird. It was really weird. But anyways, so I got Chipotle, and there's, like, this really rude girl that works at. I'm not, okay, I'm not going to put that assumption. She might just not be, like, a social butterfly. But mm-hmm. I, 
I have a really hard time because, like, I try so hard to interact with people. Well, also, you're in, like, a hospitality industry. Yeah. And so I was trying, guys, I tried so hard. I was, like, straight up, like, a stand-up comedian act because I was trying to, like, make jokes, like, all these things. I said thank you so loud and intentional, like, thank you so much. And she just didn't even look up and then went to my dad and started taking his order. So, anyways, we were talking about that. And I feel like there's, like, lots of places. Like, you you made a comment, like, that girl always messes your coffee up or something. So it's funny how, like you get to know like your you regular do. spots and you're like, oh, that guy's making my drink. It's not going to be the <sighs> yeah, best. <laughs> like I, the last time I walked in there um, or the last time I walked in to Blue Bottle and um, the girl was there, I literally like stopped and was like, do I even bother? Really? It's not yeah, bad? Because it's happened multiple times with the same girl. Interesting. Anyone else, it turns out perfect, but just her. And I've told her, I've been like, hey, well, I didn't say it's you. Because I can't yeah, yeah. physically. Because you're nice. I can't do that. Yeah. But I was like, hey, th- this isn't right. Yeah. Simple fix. Just, you know, go remake it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, I'd get it so, back and it's still not right. And I just can't. I wish you could, like, pinpoint exactly what it is. Like, I is wish I could anonymi- anonymously, like, leave a note. Like, hey, this employee. Yeah, can we please Can we teach her how her. to make this drink? But, yeah. 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 Interesting. I, um... Tough days. <laughs> yeah. I was in Albertsons getting balloons because, guys, I'm an aunt. Aunt 2.0. Aunt 2.0. Um, but I went to get balloons for when she, like, came home with the baby. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy was – he was very upset at the worker in Starbucks. Okay. That was, like, inside the Albertsons. So he's marching around yelling, saying, like, he wants to talk to somebody. So this lady comes up to him and – and he straight up asks her, are you a person who's in charge and has power? And she was Whoa. like, I mean, I'm like, I'm a shift lead. Like what? So and he just kept going on and on about. So you're telling me you don't have power. You're not like a head person on top who's in charge. Who's Why who's has it like power? That? Yeah. He kept saying who has power. Like and just then, say ask for the manager. Yeah. And so then he looks. He's like, you're telling me that guy is the head guy who has all the power in Starbucks. And he's freaking out. And then finally he just like leaves while he's like screaming stuff. But this poor lady was standing there and then she like looks, a coworker comes up to her and she's like, so I guess I don't have a lot of power. Like, <laughs> I was like, do people talk like that? No, like, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I thought it's like, I don't Let's so be clear. nice to people. They don't talk yeah. like that. That's really odd. The way, oh, especially so the way weird. he was wording everything. That's bizarre. Oh, so, And then, you know, nosy me, I was just like leaning further of and course. further, like, like getting ready to be like, do I need to step in? Yeah. Excuse me, I don't, sir. Back off. Yeah. Mm-mm. I can't watch that happen. Mm-mm. But anyways, what would, your, what would your line be if someone said that to you? I uh, would. What prob- would your actual line be, and then what would your, if you were feeling super brave, line be? Okay, my actual line would either. I feel like it's it's two things, and it depends on the mood I'm in. I'm either gonna stare them in the eye yeah. and not say anything and wait for them to finish, and I feel like that's my my kind of technique to make them feel foolish is like you're yelling and like talking a lot. Yeah. And that's my like that would make me subliminal yeah. way to like, I would literally, I used to do that at hotels all the time when people would get mad at, at me for something that was not my fault. Just dead I would just sit there <laughs> and smile and stare at them. And yeah. the, the awkward silence kind of makes them talk more. Yeah. And I feel like it makes them feel silly. Yeah. So that's probably what I would do. Um, if I felt ballsy um, in some kind of way, I'd be like, well, again, in a very like, 
calm demeanor, probably smiling. I'd be like, well, I guess I don't have any power. And then just keep smiling. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't, I like can't fight. Sass, I can't little, argue. Yeah. It's not, it's not in my cards to play. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm more of the type to just kind of keep it really cool and hopefully make them feel stupid. Yeah. 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 Tea. <laughs> I feel like I'd be sassy. I'd be like. Oh, you'd be so sassy. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I might not have power here, but I do have the power to pick up my phone and dial three numbers and get you arrested if you don't get out of my face. Yeah. Like, I'd probably say something like yeah. that. Or I could see myself pointing to the sign that says I I refuse have the, the, the right to power refuse. to refuse service <laughs> to anyone. And I would just smile and point to that. You want to get banned? That's my sassy <laughs> side is I would just quietly smile oh, and I point love to it. I can do this. I love it, Ash. <laughs> Get them, girl. Um, well, welcome, guys. To, yeah. We're doing a podcast, I yeah, guess. I forgot what we were doing for a second. <laughs> I I had... So I think the podcast knows this. I've talked about it s- multiple times, but I, I've been having the weirdest dreams yeah. slash scariest dreams. Are you, You're not ready for what I dreamt oh, last God. night. Am I in it? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was, I won't go into all the details, but essentially um, I was in this house. It was very scary and I was running away from these people. My dad was there and we got separated. I got shot and died. And like, f- I felt like it was so detailed. Like I felt, th- I didn't feel pain, but I felt like the bullet two bullets enter and then I felt like the warmth of the blood and then I felt myself panicking and like screaming for my dad and then myself get quiet and then I got too quiet and died it was the most bizarre wait but did you wake up like is that what woke you up is when no because I thought you can't see everyone always says that this is the second dream where I've like died and then it was more of like an out of body like Like, I kind of like saw the, yeah. the killer like move me and like I just couldn't it was like so intense okay, whoa, whoa, and I whoa. woke up and I wasn't crying but my eyes were watery like I was crying like I had been crying but I wasn't isn't that weird that's I'm definitely gonna google that later because I thought you like physically like your brain you can't see yourself die I know I think stereo I think <sighs> it's more common to not but yeah we talked about it so long ago. I feel ago. like I've, I've just stepped past this. Yeah. Yeah. Remember we talked about trying to get a dream expert on here? Yeah. I feel like we should revisit. I mean, I feel like we should have a dream expert come on with just me. And then we should have a dream expert come on with just you. So well, we can really like unpack to, some of these dreams. I need to. Yeah. We need to be there for each other, though, because yeah. I'm scared of what she's going to say to I you. I have a handful of like I very know. intense ones. And I'm adding this to the list because it was. Yeah. It, it was wild but wow. I know I was like I don't know what to do anymore <laughs> I wonder what's causing like such vivid ones because I know I things know. can like affect that well in the past I've had scary nightmares and I've had to like distance myself from scary podcasts yeah because I was listening to them like all the time Too much, yeah and I felt like you know there were some supernatural ones in there that I don't I don't mix well yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. so I I like start stopped listening to a lot of the super scary ones, um, but like, I mean, I watched House of Dragon last night, but that, and there was a lot of death. Like it's a Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but like it was a very specific. It wasn't like I was beheaded. <laughs> have you talked to your therapist about it? No. You well, should. I've talked about older. I have. Oh, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. In the past. Interesting. Wow. wow. 
Um, do you Pray want, for me, guys. Do you want to read and turn it up for <laughs> yeah. yourself, basically? Let's read and turn it up because it got heavy so dark. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's dive into this one. If you guys don't know, you're about to know. Tearing It Up is a segment where we get to laugh at you guys and all the funny things, all the silly little things that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into it. Hi, Taryn and Ash. I absolutely love your podcast and have been listening since day one. I have gotten many family members and friends to listen to yes. y'all as well because I am just that hooked. Yes. Real MVP. Yes. yes. MVP. Anyways, if I could stay anonymous due to my embarrassment of the story, that would be great. This story took place approximately five to seven years ago when I was at an amusement park slash fair with my immediate and extended family during the summer. I had been on my period that week leading up to the amusement park, but it was towards the end of it. um, The day that we went to the park. So I felt like a panty liner would be sufficient for the day. I was wearing granny panties and Nike shorts with a tank top that day as it was boiling hot outside. At this point, I had ridden, I had ridden many different rides at the park, upside down, big drops, fast turns, and had no issue with being on my period. Then my cousin suggested going on this one ride that flips you upside down where your feet dangle over a water fountain-like attraction. We had been on this ride in the past years, and I remember how fun it was and eagerly agreed to go on the ride with her. Wait, you hang, what? You hang your feet dangle and you go through this like water feature. But she said you hang upside down, but your feet are down? Oh, like you're... You're like hanging. And yeah, your feet, I think your feet dangle. I'm having a hard time picturing, but I get it enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I do not remember was getting completely soaked on the ride, as I had associated it in the past with just your feet briefly touching the water. Nope, I was completely wrong. You get absolutely wet. Completely unaware, I was at the end of my period. With all of the adrenaline going through me after the ride, I proceeded to walk around the park with my cousin and aunt towards a different ride where my other family members wanted to meet us. I remember feeling the panty liner start to shift a little bit in my underwear as we started walking towards the next ride, thinking, oh, it'll be fine. I have on the granny panties and the Nike shorts. There's no way it's going to go anywhere. I keep walking behind my cousin and aunt when the side of the liner starts to shift a little bit and it kind of hurts, you know, when it kind of bunches up. Knowing I was in a public situation with crowds of people and families around me, there was no way I could actually adjust it. So I just kind of pretended like it wasn't happening. A few seconds later, after walking, I noticed I no longer felt the pain of the half sticky, half wet liner anymore. I thought it had readjusted itself and was like, cool. (laughs) Well, dot, dot, dot. Nope. I turned around and to my absolute disbelief, the liner, in all caps, she writes, <laughs> had fallen out of my shorts and landed on the ground. Oh, God. Like, splat. That is literally a nightmare. <laughs> the wet liner from my period had literally slipped out of my shorts and was laying flat on the ground where hundreds of people were. I was in complete shock and utter disbelief. I immediately knew the people behind me must have seen everything happen in slow motion. (laughs) At this point, my aunt and cousin turned around to ask if I was okay, as I had completely stopped walking. 
I quickly reassured them to turn around and keep walking on to the next ride. (laughs) I said nothing of what happened and tried to hurry away from one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. She left it. it. (laughs) 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 Like, imagine, like, it's already bad, but then having to, like, bend down and grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, God. But then it's just there. Yeah. Like, so many other people saw it and were like, wait, what happened? Yeah. I don't know if I would go back or not. I don't know. I, I don't at first, think you would. When I first read it, I was like, wait, she left it there? And yeah. then the more I put myself in that situation, she said it was a busy day. Like, yeah. that's mortifying to have to go grab it. Yeah. And oof. <laughs> so she writes... <laughs> I said nothing of what happened and tried to hurry away from one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. To this day, I have no idea what happened to that liner. <laughs> it's well. on someone's shoe. <laughs> Lesson learned. Do not go on a water ride if you are wearing a pad or a liner. Oof. Tampons from here on out. Even if that's the last day of my period. I hope you guys got a good laugh out of this as it took me years to even be able to articulate. <laughs> Love, Anonymous. <laughs> but like even... Uh. This is like another thing. This is just a tangent. First of all, that's that's one of my worst fears, too. I remember yeah. when I first um, like got my period in middle school, like that was one of my worst nightmares because like I didn't do tampons back then. But also like, I mean, even now there's probably some I mean, if any of our male listeners are listening are probably like uncomfortable or girls are like, oh, my God, that's my worst nightmare. But I think it is because like. We're taught at a very young age, like, you don't talk about it. Like, it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. And, and you know, you can't say it around guys. Like, I never talk about anything to do with my period around my brothers or my dad. Yeah. So I know I had a hard time with that because I grew up with boys. So, yeah. but I don't know why we're we're told that so young. And it's so, so funny. It's, sh- it's so shame. It's not shameful, but it kind of is. Like, you're embarrassed about it. It, unfortunately has been programmed into people to not talk about it. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is um, my house was a house full of girls. Yeah. My dad heard everything and is so like it, nothing affects him like that. Yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't bother him anymore. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to our, to whoever is listening, that is male or 10% male audience. Just a little PSA, like your girlfriend, your mom, yeah, your best your girlfriend, future your future wife, your daughter, mm-hmm. they bleed monthly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something that should be okay to talk yeah. about. It's so stupid. Like they literally, the same thing happens every single month. And it's a sign of health. Yeah. Like if yeah, it yeah. wasn't happening, it'd be like yeah. not a great sign. <laughs> well, so. Shout out to all the guys out there. It's every just woman, every woman you know bleeds yeah. monthly. Let's get over it. <laughs> the red, what is it, Jesse? <laughs> the, the, t- the crimson wave. Or, no, what no. is she? I got a red devil in my belly or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, good. So good. Well, dang. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. I don't know if I would have. But I tend to, like, want to bring other people into my embarrassment so I could just, like, talk about it and have I people think, laugh. I think once I got to a safe distance, I would tell my girlfriends yeah. or who, I my family I member I would have ran and picked it up and then been like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, run, run, run. But yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard one to know. Yeah. What you would do. Or maybe there was, there'd be some kind of way that you could like squat down and grab it without having to actually show yourself, yeah. you know, hide it a little bit or a bag. Or if I'd you had like, a backpack, you could set it down and kind of grab it. I'd run to it and I'll be like, don't worry, I'll get it for you. And then I get it yeah. and I'd be like, oh, my like, friend. Shouting to no one. <laughs> my poor elderly grandma. <laughs> oh, wait, they don't have one. They don't. Anyway. It doesn't work. Okay. 
Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Going on to my story. This is a great... You know, since we're always trying to put ourselves in stories, Ash. Yeah, of course. This is a this is a what you would do Ooh, story. Love it. But also, have you ever been cheated on? <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> that's well, a hard thing. That's there you go. <laughs> that you know. know. But that um, as far as I know now. I don't think I have either. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had like um, with some like casual flings where I found out they were also <laughs> flinging with other people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was one of those but like that's so different. I'm sad, but I don't really have a right to be sad because like yeah, this was just like we just started You're hanging bummed. out. You know, You're not devastated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's context to think about because there is a history here. So okay. you know, okay. The title of this is "Am I Overreacting?" Dear Ashley and Taryn, my name is Luna. I stumbled, which, by the way, is so cute. I know. I love Luna. That's such a cute name. I stumbled across your podcast recently, and I love how you you all keep it real with your listeners. I'm someone with really bad relationship anxiety stemming from a lot of cheating-related trauma and emotional abuse. My boyfriend and I are in our late 20s and have been together for nearly two years. We moved in together a few months ago, and things have been going really great. However, I recently uncovered that my boyfriend lied to me, and it's been really hard to process it and move on. For context, early in our relationship, he told me that one of the most shameful things he's ever done is that when he got out of college, his first job, he had a couple affairs with some of his bosses, older women that had kids at his company. But by the time we'd met, all of that had been years in the past, and he was now working for a new company in a new city, so I didn't really give it much thought. Mm Mm-hmm. However, he was extremely miserable at his new job due to being in a toxic workplace environment and desperately looking for a better gig. Then about a year into our relationship, he shared with me that he ran into an old coworker from his very first job at a conference. She was now in HR at a new company and looking to hire for a work from home position at almost double his current salary. He, of course, jumped at the opportunity. I asked him at the time if she happened to be one of those coworkers he had a history with, and he denied it and said I had nothing to worry about. As time went on and he started his new job, I noticed that anytime we'd discuss work and I'd bring her up since she's the only coworker whose name I knew, he changed the subject. I also saw her pop up on his phone occasionally, but didn't give it much thought and assumed it was work-related. Months went on and he was out of town one weekend. I guess I had a moment of insecurity due to past trauma and just wanted to know that I made the right decision moving in with him. So I decided to check his iPad and see his messages. You know, Mm -hmm. I have very mixed feelings Mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. This is one of those things where you're like, it's crossing a line. But then at the same time, it seems like 
90% of the time that the line gets crossed, their gut's right. Exactly. I had a friend who did this exact same thing. And so she was struggling because she was like, okay, well, if I confront him, he's going to be like, you don't trust me. That's an invasion of my privacy. Because it is. And I was like, but the th- but the fact that you even felt like you needed to do that right. shows that like there's been other things that have been going on yeah. before this. The problem is there's women who will have like get anxious or or have a a fearful thought and immediately do it yeah and they are the ones that unfortunately give it a bad rap because all of a sudden he's not allowed to talk to a female yeah because he's clearly cheating you know and it's this it's this exaggerized exaggerized exaggerated (laughs) sure exaggerated Exaggerated sounds really cool sounds pretty legit um it's this exaggerated um it's this exaggerated fear, exaggeration of a fear. Sorry, that took me really. No, but <laughs> I, I followed. It's an exaggeration of a fear instead of watching and see, watching the signs happen and being like, "That's enough proof." Yeah, that's enough for me to go and cross this line. Yeah, because it it should be clear, like it is a line. Yeah, that's being crossed. But then, so then on the flip side, I feel like I tend to lean towards a like. If you're doing something you wouldn't want me to see mm-hmm. and you would get mad at me for looking at, then you're probably not doing right things either. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things like where I know when, when I, if I <laughs> ever get in a relationship, um, like I will definitely be the type of person that's like, you can look at my phone whenever you want. Yeah, exactly. Also, like... I th- I do think it's weird when they're like you can't know my passcode or they take their phone with them everywhere. Like those are red flags to watch for. I do think it is a red flag. I don't think that on its own is reason enough to do that. Does that make yeah. sense? I think I would have to be noticing a lot of things. I would have to notice him being distant. I would have to notice us not being affectionate like or loving towards each other. I would have to notice, oh, he he seems to flinch every time I grab his phone or yeah. he seems to kind of like act weird every time I grab his computer to do something. Um, and all of that together, I would I would be like, uh-oh, you know? But I think one one flag on its own needs more. Yeah, and I think it, it too has to do with, this is why I think communication before a relationship is so important. Yes. And Luna, I know we're like not even halfway through your story. <laughs> so sorry. But this is like, I think this is it's a good topic to talk it's about. It's interesting. Um, I have I have residual insecurities and trauma from my relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I know I do. Um I'm not really like dealing with effects of that now because I'm not in another relationship and it's just me and I'm thriving. Yeah. But I know and it's been a long time you've been able yeah. to deal with it. But I know that when I get into another relationship, when a certain situation ha- that happens, that triggers a past feeling, I know that stuff is gonna come up. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think being really open about your past to the person that you're with, mm-hmm. in regards to not having to tell them all the details, but being like, hey, I do struggle with trust. And I yeah. want you to know if I ever question you, I want you to know that it probably has nothing to do with you. And I am a person who just needs some reassurance. Mm-hmm. So so if you're honest with them and you're telling them these things, mm-hmm. for me, if 
if I'm not doing anything wrong and someone questions me, I have no problem being like, oh my gosh, like, no, let me reassure you. Right, right, right. When, when you question a person and they immediately go on the attack and defense, that's weird to me. Yeah, because I agree. If you, like, say for instance, you were to be like, hey, um, I feel like you've been hanging out with this other person a lot and I feel like you don't make effort and I feel like you tell them all my secret, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like X, Y, Z, you've yeah, noticed some things. I, my immediate response, because I love you and I genuinely want you to be comfortable in our relationship would be, oh my God, what? Like, yeah. okay, what made you feel that way? Like, yeah. let me reassure what you. What did I, I would, do to send yeah, that message? Yeah, and I would go to explain. No, it wasn't intentional. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't get upset at you. I wouldn't like be like, Flip oh my tables, gosh, like obviously out. you don't really care about me. So, yeah. so I think that like, when when guys react so harshly of like, this is my, and the fact that you have a blah, 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 I'm always a little weirded out by that because I do think there's lines that are crossed and I think I would address that of like, hey, I don't really love it. You just like picked up my phone. I'd rather you just talk to me. And if you yeah. want to look at my phone, cool. But I do think like, unfortunately, most women I know that have done this situation, like you said, open the phone and find very inappropriate stuff. Yeah. And then at that point, I think the whole you betrayed my trust point it's is a move. Door. Yeah, oh, for sure. It doesn't matter. It is such it is such a gamble to be that woman mm -hmm. or person who is in that situation going, okay, I've noticed this, I've noticed this. You have a whole list of reasons why you think he's acting weird and something might be going on. And that's what the moment where you have to sit down and weigh out the the, the possibility that you could be wrong and you could yeah. be violating him yeah. and that or her. And that is the moment where you have to sit sit with yourself and say, am I okay mm -hmm. with having to tell him that I snooped and um, and and let him, because you should, you know, if you're yeah. wrong, you should still say, hey, obviously I'm feeling some type of way. Here's the reasons why I snooped through your phone. It's not okay and I apologize, you know. Um. But again, like we, we keep saying, like I, I've known so many people who have been so correct. But the problem is I've also known people who, you know, their husband or boyfriend jerked when she went to grab his phone. They get in this huge fight because she's convinced he's cheating and he was trying to plan like a surprise birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you can't jump because of the one flag. Yeah. There's got to be a, a more serious reason as to why you're snooping. Yeah, it's this it's is so interesting. hard. It's, it's tough. I know I'm such a nosy person, and like I feel like I would snoop without being even even realizing I'm snooping. Like I just be like looking through phones and like doing whatever. But I think it really is like you just have to you have to know where your relationship is at. If you've established where the type of relationship, there's no secrets, there's no boundaries, or like if you have a past and you explain that. But either way, like this is so interesting because. Yeah, I don't know. I just know so many friends who have found stuff. Yeah, same. And then the guy always comes back, I can't believe it. And it's like, bro, you got no ground. Shut up. Just stand on. Pack like, your bag. Get, <laughs> no ground. Get the F out. Yeah. Okay, anyways. At first I found nothing, but then remembered my concerns about the coworker. So I decided to check if they had messages. Of course they did, although the last text was about a month ago. At first glance, it seemed pretty harmless and work-related until I dug deeper and found some inappropriate texts from the first day of training. 
Even though he was working from home, his training was in another city where the office is located, so he did stay that week there. In the text, she was saying how they had to keep their friendship on the DL to avoid misunderstandings, but that they could still hang out outside the office. Why would you, why would you text someone that? Why would you text someone that? Hmm. She asked him to come over that night and alluded to sex. And he flirted back and said he wanted to, but they had to be good and ultimately declined. (gasps) After that interaction, all the messages were her reaching out periodically or trying to arrange them hanging out and him curving her or not responding. There was some more light flirting, but nothing like what I read from the first day of training. It definitely seemed like he was letting it die, but the fact that he ever even entertained it and lied to me stings so much. Right. I confronted him about it, and he was really apologetic and said he only entertained her to secure his job since she could fire him. He admitted she was one of the women from his past, but swore he hadn't physically touched her or actually cheated. But to me, the breach of trust and him entertaining her alone feels like cheating. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, I'm not sure she even knows I exist. I know that his other coworkers do, but that's not a detail he ever directly shared with her, according to him. Luckily, he works from home, so interaction with coworkers in general is limited. But he does go into the office once a week, and she's usually there. It's so hard to move on when he still works with her. I find myself trying to move on, but still being haunted by the messages I read and wondering if he's still attracted to her or still lying to me. Going into the office one day a week and flirting with her. I feel so insecure about it all, and I hate that so much. It's been such a slap in the face because before this, he was the only man that I ever blindly trusted and has always treated me so well. And now that's damaged. It's so unfair because for him, it's a relief that now I know and it's all behind for him. But for me, this is all fresh and new and difficult. I want to get to a point where I can trust him again. But now I honestly question all his interactions with women. Am I overreacting? Any advice on how to make peace with this and move on? Love, Luna. (laughs) I Literally, every time I hear, like... You know that feeling? Your stomach just drops. I was literally just going to say that. Your stomach just, you just drops. Get nauseous. Yeah. Like, and not even in the situation. And like your stomach just. What's so sad heavy. is like, it's so common. Like, I feel like it's very rare in a couple that there hasn't been even like the slightest bit of not the best choices. Yeah. <laughs> and. Like this for her, she not only has past trauma with cheating, Mm -hmm. but now she feels lied to. So her trust is broken. And it's not like, oh, this happened, but we've moved on and we're not there. The the girl is still very much in the picture. Also, she's trying. Yeah. From my from my personal my personal take on the the messages that she had found is that girl is trying. Yeah. Um, She sounds aggressive. I. She sounds very aggressive and abusing her power. Okay. The biggest thing I have an issue with in this story is how how easy this was avoided. Yeah. And the fact that like he I'm not I'm not saying he's he did it in a sketchy way because I think sometimes you do panic and like work situations, especially the very beginning where you're like trying to get everyone to like you. Yeah, I agree. But 
a response if she would have said something about hey we should hang out outside of work him being like oh like yeah maybe just to let you know i i do have a girlfriend yeah so i agree i agree with taryn that was one of the things on my list i wanted to say it so the, easy the position he's in sucks however all he had to do was let it be known that he's in a relationship that's all he had to do. Or yeah. just simply just drop the word girlfriend. You know, what, oh, what are you doing tonight? I'm taking the girlfriend out to dinner or, or I'm going to the girlfriend's place or whatever. Like all he, it's such a simple fix is to simply drop the girlfriend bomb in front of her. Or it could be to someone yeah. else. It doesn't or have even to be to her. if she's like, hey, we should hang out sometime after work. Well, the whole like keep our friendship a secret. Yeah. Like this girl sounds sketchy for well, sure. Because uh, clearly she is in a higher position but and what, shouldn't what have any kind of relationship with any kind of relationship with yeah. employees underneath her. And then, like, instantly I just would have been like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've been wanting my girlfriend to like meet some of my coworkers. Maybe we can arrange something. Yeah. And all he, it's so, it's so interesting because if I were you, all it would take for him to make me feel better would be, oh, hey, hun, like, how was your day? And him be like, my boss has got the hots for me. And yeah. it's really annoying. And I don't know, I don't know what to do because I don't want to be rude because hello, boss. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, you know, all he had to do was kind of like say something like that. He, I get how it would feel weird. Like, oh, my boss keeps hitting on me. I don't know how to tell my girlfriend. I don't want her to get upset. But like something like that is so easily understandable. But and also thinking about like, bigger picture if she's the head of hr Mm -hmm. and she if he were to say hey um i just don't really feel like these texts are appropriate i'm i am with someone so i would love if we can just keep this professional Mm -hmm. if she were to literally like respond do something to like jeopardize his job all he would have to do is bring those texts in and be like hey She's been making advances at me when I turned her down. Then all of a sudden I get fired and she would be like done. Also, why not just if if they had a relationship in the past, that's fine. Yeah. He's allowed to have a past, you know, it, it sucks that it's at work. But all he has to say is just, so you know, like there is an HR girl yeah. who I had a, a fling with in the past. There's nothing there. But sometimes at work it is a little weird and like I'm navigating it yeah. and just wanted to let you know so that you know. That, like, I have no interest in her whatsoever. Something so simple like that would literally fix everything. It's the him not telling you part that makes this whole thing super sketchy. Because all of a sudden, he could be doing other things that he's not telling you about. And I think, too, sometimes, like... I don't. I mean, I don't know him. He sounds like he is a great guy. That he was, like, so relieved that you knew about this, even though nothing really happened. Yeah. Um... But I do, and I do think, like, when you're in a relationship, like, you're not dead. Mm -mm. Like, it still feels nice when someone hits on you. Right. And it doesn't... A great compliment. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, like, you take it further, but... I think I think if the, if I were in this situation, I would sit him down and I'd have a massive conversation. I'd be like, look, you know about my past, so you should know how, like, this is not, this is not good. Mm-hmm. Like, this, you're... You broke my trust. Yeah. And like trust breaks very easily and is built very slowly. So yeah. it's gonna take me a minute. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we need to lay some ground rules here. Mm-hmm. 
your interactions with her have to be completely professional. If she reaches out to you again, you have to draw a boundary with her. Um, and like, I need, I need her to know that you're in a relationship. Like, I don't think those are like irrational things. No, it's not irrational at all. And I think you need to remind him like, it's not, it's not a reason to be fired for someone in the company to not want to sleep with a person that's in HR. I mean, it's actually opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you need to lay your boundaries and you need to really work on assuring me that mm-hmm. everything's okay because right now I'm very fragile and like I'm not doing well with this. You yeah. Know? Also, I'm, I'm curious, like Taryn said earlier, I'm curious if you have let him in on your past traumas, really. Yeah. Like, have you actually explain to him that this is a sore subject for you because you've been through it before Mm -hmm. you know like let him in on on why this is not just like dangerous territory but this is extremely like a touchy subject for you because you've been there before i think you need to have that conversation that taryn was talking about where you where you sit him down you actually give him details on what happened to you and then full circle explain how all of that is making this significantly worse. Yeah. And how all you need from him is some open communication. Yeah. So it doesn't, so she doesn't have to, so you don't have to assume the worst in him. Yeah. You know? One thing I will say is I think sometimes we think that we communicate things to people. Yeah. We think we've made it so clear. For instance, um, I, I mean, I could go into my past relationship, but I can't really do that without like exposing some things about him. And that's his personal stuff that like I don't feel comfortable talking about. So I'll use myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through my binge eating stuff, mm-hmm. I told you guys, I was like, yeah, it's really hard. I'm struggling, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember there was one specific day where I sat with you guys and I went into detail about what an episode feels like mm-hmm. and I was like crying and I was describing like the way like my body feels the thoughts that are going on in my mind how intense certain things were and I remember like right after I did that like you and Alicia looked at me and you were like we had no idea that's what it was like and I remember for me in that moment I was like even though that was like painful and I felt like I was being like dramatic I saw the value in like they don't they don't know what I'm going through because Mm-mm. they don't have the same issue as me. Like right. your boyfriend and also might... like all of that is behind closed doors. Yeah. You know in your head and in your body and whatever. Like your boyfriend Luna might have never been cheated on. So he doesn't understand the flare up that you're having in your body right and now. And in his head, harmless flirting might not be an, a problem. Yeah. So like, I I didn't touch her. Yeah. You know? I think very detailed of like, I just want you to understand the way that like I am experiencing this Mm -hmm. and be detailed and be like thoughtful about the way you describe it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that'll get him to see like, whoa, this is like a big thing for her. And if he truly loves and cares about you, then he's going to be like, I don't want to ever make her feel that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just think like a big conversation needs to happen. Boundaries need to be drawn you need to be clear with him what you're okay with and not okay with. Yeah. And then if none of that works, fight her. <laughs> yeah. Show up. Bring Me? him lunch to oh, work one day. you best believe I'm in at your the next training. best outfit and the cutest heels, hair done. Like, show yeah. up. And hey, babe, plant a kiss. And when she goes, oh, I'm so-and-so, I'd be like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah. Then just smile. 
pull the Ashley Nicole yeah. smile. I'd be like, yeah, I've heard a lot about you. Yeah, the most the most polite stab you, she's ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> nice to put a face to the text messages. Yeah. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. No, I would be a little bit savage, but <laughs> hey, that's just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Luna, I, I so think sorry. moving on is going to take reassurance. It's mm-hmm. going to take active, very active. Combating um, those thoughts. Yeah. And then also like once you've processed this, you've forgiven him, you're moving forward. There is a little bit of every time a thought comes in, like you can't. You can't just like jump on him every time. Like yeah. some of that you have to deal with yourself. For but sure. after everything's been laid out very clearly. Mm-hmm. But you got this girl. You got the baby our, girl. Our thoughts are with you. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get into my story now. This one is titled, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Hey, Taryn and Ash, it feels so weird to actually be writing this out after being a listener slash viewer for so long. It's crazy to have gone through high school, college and post-grad life with your content in my life. And I always look forward to hearing what you both have to say. I'd like to say anonymous if you do choose to read this. For context, I am a single 24-year-old gal living on the East Coast, and I feel like it's about time to do what I do worst. (laughs) Ask for help. (laughs) She puts in parentheses. I'm an Enneagram 5, FYI. Now, I'm no stranger to taking risks, i.e. I've moved across the country for college, broke off a three-year relationship after graduating from said college, solo backpacked across Europe with no real plan, etc. But I'm also a big fan of living a simple life close to my family and friends. That being said, I've had a really stagnant phase in my life, and I'm torn between embracing the quiet life I've built here and dropping everything to move to a new country by myself. Wow. To elaborate on what I mean by stagnant phase, I've been working the same remote job since 2020, and it's not something I see myself doing long term. It's not related to what I studied at all, but it pays well. And for what it is, has allowed me to pursue things outside of work that make me the well-rounded, happy person that I am. However, I've always dreamed of going back to school to study archaeology or get my certification to teach English abroad. I recently started the certification process for teaching English abroad, and it's brought up so many emotions. Tell me why it's so scary to actually have the job you want within reach. On one hand, I'm so excited to see what opportunities come my way since I love traveling and experiencing other cultures, but... I'm also terrified of the idea of being so far away from my family and leaving my group of friends that I just settled into. I guess I'm just confused because while I do feel like life is getting redundant and lacks any kind of pizzazz, I'm also very comfortable with my routine and friend group and hate the idea of picking up and leaving a place that I worked so hard to make my home. Part of me dreads having to start over since I've already had to do that a few times throughout my life. But the other part of me is so pumped for all of the amazing things I'll be able to learn in the process. To add a twist to a seemingly straightforward email, I also recently finished therapy for PTSD that I acquired from a lovely incident in college and have felt the most amazing sense of peace that I don't think I've truly experienced since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. While I've been soaking up this newfound freedom from those struggles, and that has been a huge contributing factor to my overall contentment, it's making me hesitate to shake that up and add new variables to an equation that I just seemed to figure out. 
I guess my question to you guys is, at what point do I let go of my comfort to take a huge risk like moving across the globe? Slash, I know it's good to get out of my comfort zone, but how far is too far? I honestly think I already know what the answer is and what my decision should be, but I could really use some advice and encouragement to get me through this moment of panic. Thank you guys for everything that you do. Sincerely, Anonymous. Oh, I have so many things that I want to say. I, this is such an exciting problem. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I, so if you guys don't know, I'm 32, I'm turning 33, uh, in like roughly six months. And I remember being 24 Mm -hmm. and for me, that wasn't that long ago. And 24 was the age that I did a big jump and move for myself. And was I content and was life easy where I lived, where I'm from, like where I grew up? Yeah, very much so. But I always, I was even dating this guy that I was like obsessed with. And, but I remember being like, I cannot picture myself staying here. If I stay here, I want to have at least experienced life outside of this bubble so that I can confidently come mm-hmm. back home and say, I like it better here because I could not see myself at home with kids settled in the whole like mommy life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I personally would have resented people who did something, who went and tried something different and crazy. And it sounds so silly because I never even moved out of the country or even a different yeah. state. I just moved to a different city. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad that I did because I decided, oh, I don't want to be there. I actually don't know where I want to go and I'm okay with that. I actually Mm -hmm. love that little bit of, I don't know what my future looks like. And that's something that um, it's a fire within me and it's something that keeps me like excited for the future. Yeah. But some people don't like that. Some people love the comfort of home. Some people love seeing their friends that they grew up with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's okay. What's amazing is like, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. But I think for very specific people, and I think me and you are very similar in this. I think it's better to experience it and not regret later. Oh, a thousand percent. You are single. You are 24. If you, I had multiple friends get their certificates to teach, to teach English in a different country. You could do that for a year yep. or two. Come back by the age of 25 or by the age of like 26, 27 and go back mm-hmm. to your routine. Your routine's not going anywhere. Guess what? Your family and friends, they're going to be doing the same thing when you come back. I highly recommend that you take the trip. It's obviously a passion of yours. It's obviously something that ignites your fire, gets you so excited. It doesn't have to be a forever. Or you'll move there and turn out you love it. And yeah. you can make the choice then. Yeah. I think, I think honestly, they're the one... I'm not a person who likes to say I have regrets because I really do believe like everything leads you to where you're supposed sure. to be. Mm-hmm. But I de- when I look back, I definitely wish I would have tried to go abroad or like move to a different state. I I know I would always come back because like I love just my family and being mm-hmm. close to my friends. But to have that kind of experience, like I I definitely I don't regret. I wish I would have like leapt in that it's way. Not, and yeah, it's it's not a regret. It's like oh, I could have. I could have lived that out yeah. for a season and come yeah. before living, you know, the rest of my life. Like I always picked, I always knew 
in my head that I was going to get married, have kids later in life. Yeah. It's always been a thing because I knew for a fact I wanted to travel. Yeah. I was like, I'm not settling down until I've gone to at least five different countries and like experienced different cultures and done all that kind of stuff. I also wanted to finish school. I also wanted to like start a career and do all these things before starting that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I've known many people who were able to like swing both. Yeah. I've known many people who had kids and then experienced that yeah. later on afterlife. Their afterlife sounded weird <laughs> after living that part yeah. of their life. Um, but again, I really want to reiterate, not a single one of those is wrong. It's mm-hmm. so different from person to person. And I think I think you need I think you specifically need to like see this through because you're so young. Like you, you your routine will come back. You have your 30s, your 40s, your yeah. 50s, you know, you have so much life to live still. Definitely I recommend go experience. And like bit like Ash was saying earlier, like it doesn't have to be this big massive commitment. Mm-hmm. Like you could do a program for a year and then mm-hmm. see like see if you like it. Like yeah. give it Give it a go and give it your all. And then if you don't like it and you feel homesick, then you come home. But I just think like I think back to when I was in my early 20s um, because I feel like we started traveling like right around. How old were we when we started going to London and Greece? And like the person I became after that was so different, like because I always had that desire to travel. And so every trip we went on, I feel like it just like widened like who I was because Mm -hmm. it just like it does something to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm from personal experiences of what I wish I would have done. I think you should just go for it. It obviously is something that's like in your heart. Everything a lot of things that are good in life are hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and ca- and require sacrifice and um, kind of like that blind leap of faith. So I think you can be smart in planning your like foundation in case you absolutely hate it. But I just think like there's no better time to do it than where you are now. The I mean, the older you get, the more responsibilities yeah. you get, whether it's a kid or a partner or work starts to become more, you get more and more responsibility yep. at work. Um, it's it's never going to be easier than now. I'm not saying you can't do it later, but it's never going to be easier yeah. than right now. So I vote go for it. Sign up for a one-year contract. I knew friends who taught in Singapore for two years, extended for a full six because yeah. they loved it. Mm-hmm. But like two years, that's doable. You know, if you're comfortable with travel, like you can go like experience something. And if you don't like it, come straight back home. And yeah. li- pick up life like right where you left it. But I think it'll be nothing but a beautiful learning experience for yourself um, that you could one day like share with your kids and your family. Yeah. And like there's FaceTime and yeah, there's so many things now. Yeah. Like they can come visit you. you FaceTime can go wasn't back even home. a thing like, when my friend went. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, it's nuts. Yeah. So um, I, t- I think, I don't know. We don't want to tell you what do to it. do, but also <laughs> just do it. Just do it. You Send got us postcards. <laughs> Let us live through you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anonymous, thank you so much for sharing that. That just made me feel some type of way. And I'm just so excited for your life and what is to come. Um, I'm, I'm not kidding. Send us photos. <laughs> Now wanna, I'm like, let me live through you. I'm like, wait, Ash, do we need to plan another trip? Do we need to go trip? somewhere? Because, <laughs> jeez. All right, we are gonna end with a dad joke, and As then we're gonna send usual. you on your way.
I buy my guns from a guy who calls himself T-Rex. He's a small arms dealer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to meet the Robinsons oh, when he's like, I have, to I have a big head and little arms. <laughs> oh my God, if you guys made it to the dad joke, you know, you already know, we love you the mostest. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, follow us on all the things. Also, our merch website is still live. We still have crewnecks available. We have hoodies available. We have mugs available and we have t-shirts available. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say it because if you made it all the way here, you're like a diehard. Our October series merch is coming. It is a thing. So get excited. I waited till now because I'm only trying to talk to the realist ones. Yes. Um, We'll be announcing it a little more epically episodes to come. (laughs) But this is just for you. Y'all, it's so cool. We love you so much, and we'll talk to you on the next episode coming out Monday. Love Love you. you. bye. Bye.